Pulp rock, street trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Hello listeners and listeners, this is Wastelands and I'm Adam Obscene and with me as always is the mighty, 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 Mark Mark. Adam Obscene. Hello and hello listeners, thanks for tuning in tonight yet again. So mate, we've got a great little, um, I guess, topic to talk about today um, and it's probably going to go down a sort of... a uh, a rabbit hole which most people won't have actually discovered, um, uh-huh. and it, but it's something that's uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a filmic character that is close uh-huh. to both our hearts. Um, yep. But without further ado, yeah, I'm going to play a trailer. The terrorist known only as Bone Machine struck again last night, decimating a low-income housing project. What are you to do? This is Commander John T. I don't need a machine to do a cop's job. I'll kill him! You're bold, baby. You're bold, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robocop Dark Justice. Uh, this is an interesting, odd little uh, entry into the RoboCop franchise, Marco. And um, let's just—we'll start off quickly by saying that we both love the 1987 RoboCop. Sure, uh, it's the gateway drug for it, RoboCop. Absolutely, it was an uber futuristic, uber violent amazing film to watch as, uh-huh. as an 11, 12-year-old, <laughs> which just automatically – and, like, this is the thing I've always found really hilarious about Robocop is that kids loved Robocop in the 80s. Like, it wasn't – It's true. Like, I think if I look at the VHS cover that I've got here, I'm pretty sure that bastard was R-rated. Yeah. Um, and every kid in – every kid was saying, I'd buy that for a dollar. The the catchphrases in it were ubiquitous. So you had the you had the sort of you don't need to go into the story, but you know it's just like no. a cop has been taken down. He gets turned into a cybernetic um, one part man part part machine all all cop. Um, <laughs> they had this really great thing that was happening where there was you'd watch the movie, but then there was insights into the future of like fake adverts and. You know, mm-hmm. corporations become government. Like, there's so much cool good in it. Um, sort of a bit of a decline of Western civilization, sort of look and feel to it. You know, that yeah. things are on the things are on the slide. And and then it's and then corporate responsibility and corporate greed become then the savior of derelict urban lifestyles, which is hilarious. Like, yeah. and it can only go in one place. So, oh, there we go. I didn't talk about boobies that time. Um, uh, so, but so Robocop in '87 came out. It was a hit. It mm-hmm. was uber violent, and kids mm-hmm. loved it. Robocop Two came out a couple of years later on the same trend, but was sort of sanitized a little bit, a bit more kid yep. friendly. 
By RoboCop 3, it was totally for the kids. Like, it mm-hmm. had been watered down to the point where it was actually, like, almost a parody of itself. Still great. Loved it because we were getting older as they were coming out. And, sure. Yeah, but it was still RoboCop. Then this weird thing happened <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> and this is where we come in. So, in the 90s, there was this made-for-TV series. Um, yeah. And it sort of continued the trajectory of RoboCop 3, which was, like, for the kids. And then there were some animated TV shows, Saturday morning cartoons, and it mm-hmm. kind of, like, lost its edge. And it went to, like, toy lines and comics, right? Y- yeah. It sort of went the... Um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Toxic Avenger route, didn't yeah. it? So, a perfect trajectory, isn't it? Toxic Avenger was an uber-violent trauma film that became the mm-hmm. Toxic Crusaders, which was a mm-hmm. kids, sanitized kids, environmentalist Saturday morning TV show. This yeah. thing happened to RoboCop. So, and look, I... I like them all. Like they maintained some similar parts. Like they had, yeah. the, they had the the dodgy TV ads. You know, like the TV ads are the the the, the game shows. All those bits that we really like. Like it's sort of mm. um, the t- the TV shows and those ads. It's always kind of remind me a little bit of Running Man. And with with Schwarzenegger, like true. You know, the so game true. show components and stuff like that. So yeah. for years, I always used to get those that line mixed up, you know, for the stuff that was in Running Man, the stuff that was in RoboCop, because I'm pretty sure they both came out in '87. Um, if I pull back in the random access memory, all right. So jump <laughs> forward to 2001. RoboCop was pretty much done and dusted, decommissioned. Mm-hmm. There was nothing in the zeitgeist about RoboCop anymore, except for the occasional Gen Xer at a pub that someone would say something funny, and you'd hear in the background, "I'd buy that for a dollar." Um, for sure, um, that and, and, all, and all the other Gen Xers by rolling back, going, "Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah, RoboCop." Maybe, yeah, maybe it did. Man. It did. That's very accurate, actually. Um, so then what happened is that the the license came up for sale and this um, Canadian production company purchased the rights. Mm-hmm. And so this is where I like to call RoboCop becomes Canucksploitation. Uh, uh, yeah. The, this company produced four made-for-TV movies. Mm-hmm. I think it was for the Canadian version of the Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. Um, and they were they were released in two thousand and one as this series called Prime Robocop Prime Directives, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you had four movies in it, all about a, a ninety five minutes long. Um, but they were they were they were serial, so like they were to be watched all four in a row because they were actually the first act, the second act, the fourth act, third act, and the fourth act. They mm-hmm. they created this arc, which was Alex Murphy, RoboCop, and his um, police partner, um, John Cable, and it was sort of taking on all the stuff. But what, what the producers of this show actually wanted to do was get RoboCop back to its its roots, which was yep. the violent sort of you know, dystopian future. Yep. That lands us on the first entry of that TV series, um, mm-hmm. which is Dark Justice. And that's where we are today, right, Dark man. Justice. So Dark Justice, uh, the first one came out in 2001. It mm-hmm. aired in January on the Sci-Fi Channel in Canada. It was not aired anywhere else on TV. I think it was re- had a DV- had a VHS release in the States. Um, okay. So 
Basically, it's Robocop stumbles across information uncovering an evil group of government officials that must be stopped. That's what IMDb says. It kind of is that because the government officials, by the time Dark Justice happens, is the government officials are OCP. So OCP yep. is the corporation. He's now the government. Yeah. They, yep. So, and there's in, there's that corporate greed line that runs through it. Um, mm-hmm. This is ten, this is meant to be ten years after RoboCop hit the streets. So okay. what I really yep. liked about it, Marco, you would have picked this up, is that RoboCop is a little bit obs- obsolete. He's a bit redundant. He hasn't added up. He hasn't added a software upgrade for a while. Yeah, he's a sure. bit glitchy, but he, you know, but he's still. He's still RoboCop. He's for um, sure. He's got an old floppy disk in there for sure. Yeah, that's it. He's not as Windows ninety five in there. His hardware's you know. worn out. He, yeah, he needs, he's almost ready for a Windows XP upgrade. I think he, he's ready for some um some digital Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> did he had a did he have a Wang chip? I'm sure he, his uh, his computer system was a Wang, wasn't it? Well, he did he did he did pack a pretty mean sidearm, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So there's so there's a couple of things have changed in this one. Uh, Paige, Paige Fletcher now plays Alex J Murphy. Um, mm-hmm. He's quite good in it too. Actually, quite good. It, it was a bit. It it took me a wee bit to um to sort of get over that it wasn't Peter Weller because you know he Peter Weller was pretty much RoboCop in the first three. You know, sure. like it was it was he was RoboCop. But by the, but once you put that mask on, it's fine. Oh, look, it's all about the mouth after that. Kind of like Judge Dredd, you know, yeah. and Sylvester Stallone. It's the acting's all in the mouth. Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? Because um, it's still to this day when Robocop takes that fucking helmet off and it's just a skin plaster face over. Uh, oh. uh, it, 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 it doesn't matter who the actor is. It still creeps me out. <laughs> it is. Those it pin, is. Those pin things that sort of pin the skin back to the eco-skeleton. Oh. It's brutal. Yeah. It, there's a real callback to um, Frankenstein at that stage, isn't there? And so there's so much of that. You know, the, you know, the, this is a modern-day 80s Frankenstein tale, yeah, misunderstood. It really is. You know, that's got all those elements to it. Um, yeah. Look, so it's – there's a there, before we dump, jump more <laughs> into that movie, I just want to, like, make it my, – my clear, my clear admission of, um, of naivety in this is – for, so these are these movies have been sitting in my collection for a while. Yes, I also have the full TV series in a box set. I was under the weird misconception, and this is a massive faux pas for me, that those DVDs of these were actually just the TV series combined into movie length features. So I never see. actually. So I watched the TV box set, but never mm. actually watched the other DVDs because I thought it was just. Uh, and I have, I have a watching pile, which is taller than Mount Everest. So, oh my good, but, and growing. But it wasn't until then Tubi, that old friend of ours, Tubi, oh, so good. Have, re, re, have released the Dark, um, the Prime Directive series. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and on it, it said 2001. I went, hang on a second. Mm. That TV series was in 96. Mm-hmm. These are new ones, and so it went from we went from my my wheelhouse understanding of uh, Robocop being three movies in a TV series in the nineties and an animated to actually being seven movies, a TV series, and two animated series, and it's, and that just like yeah. kind of like like that's a doubling 
of film <laughs> content just in one yeah. realization, which is really quite amazing. Yeah, that that just grows the franchise massively, so, and so much more to get our B grade hands on. So that's a really good point. B grade hands. This movie, Mark, <clears throat> mate. Give give me your first overall impression. Like, and mm-hmm. like we're not going to subject you, listeners, to all four. We're gonna, we're just going to really talk about um, Dark Justice today. Sure. Um, yeah, I think depending on how we go and demand, we may revisit. But you know, I think we can get nearly everything we need to get out of this new series out of <laughs> like talking about the first one. So yeah, probably, probably. Well, to sum it up for you, ads uh, the. My first impression, three words, made for television. Uh, it's really got that made-for-television vibe, and it, it, it was, um, which, I, which I like. There's, you know, when, when in the middle of a movie, when it fades to where an ad break would be, but there's no ad break, and then it just comes back up again. Mm. It's really interesting to watch the director – handle a motion picture made with advertising. Yeah. How they get ready to how they get the scene ready to to cut to an ad. Yeah. It's and really pause. interesting. <laughs> it because it can't be at a critic because you know when you watch sometimes when you know when it doesn't work is when you're watching a movie for free on YouTube and they just <laughs> insert an ad anywhere. Oh, yeah. And it's just mid scene how jarring that actually is. But oh, it, yeah, it's but, it made, jarring. but it made for, made for TV is jarring, but at least the director knows what they're making. They're making a made for TV film, so they ha- and and contractually they have to like create ad, uh, acts that can be divided yeah. by. Ad- yeah, and look in in two thousand, the probably the the need for the, I would say that there wasn't as many ad breaks required, and pre- pretty mm. for also that this was for cable TV in in, yeah. in Canada, so. I think I counted four fades to black in this movie. Um, yeah. That's the fade to black count. Um, <laughs> that, we should do that when we do TV movies, but then use a Rolling Stones clip. <laughs> um, yeah, that's and look, I would say that the special effects um, in this are mm-hmm. probably. It's funny because it's it's two thousand, but. The special effects look like they're done on Windows ninety five, <laughs> like yeah. you know that sort of overlay when but when when the first opening scene where most of the action like it's I guess just to get it straight, this film is built around um, two major action scenes and a lot of shit in the middle. <laughs> so the, yeah. So the first you know, the first three minutes is just action, 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 and then the, <laughs> the end is, and, then, and then the then the last one's action, action, action. Stay tuned for more. Um, yeah. In the next episode. Oh, it really is a to be continued, isn't it? It's like Fonzie jumping over the um. What was he jumping the over ski the cars? Jump, the ski was, was he skiing through the ski? Oh, Fonzie jumped over fucking everything. Um, Fonzie jumped over everything, but you know he he goes up the ramp and it stops. It's yeah, like, to, so be to be continued. continued. Um, oh man! So there's that. Um, and the first opening action scene is they introduce there's this sort of human esque vigilante called Bone Crusher who looks like um, Mortician Joe from uh, Fury Road. Oh, absolutely! But done on a on a an effects level of teenage mutant, mutant ninja turtles bad guy. Yeah, and it's like, like in this dude. I gotta say, like, there's one thing I really didn't like about this movie is how over the top 
that dude played that character, I just wanted him ended. It was just like, stop it, dude. Like, I'm bone crushing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like dumb shit. But there was this one scene where Robocop shoots. He's got these, like, OCP-issued um, massive hand yeah, cannon cannons. guns. Um, and, you know, so clearly he's your first hint that something's not right with OCP because there's uh, classified technology on this vigilante. When Robocop shoots one of them, they see all these sparks fly out, and it's clearly just a really bad um, digital overlay. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> yeah. So I know. It's funny. There's that. So, um, there, and then, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, muzzle mis- misplaced muzzle flare, lots of cutaways. <laughs> um, but yeah. all in all, really enjoyable. The, mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and like the acting isn't half bad, what, but what I did okay. enjoy is that the guy who plays John Cable, um, who is Maurice uh, Dentwint, yeah. he's a real bad, badass copper, and he, and some of the lines that he has in this movie make make the, like it is comedy cheese to the gold standard. Um, <laughs> it is, and some of the looks that he has. There was one particular when Robocop oh. makes his first appearance, and John Cable's like one thing I guess upset the scene is that. Uh, Delta City, which is run by OCT, which used to be um, used to be Detroit, has just enforced a no fatality policing. Um, mm-hmm. a police, so not, the police don't have guns anymore. They basically got to negotiate for mutual outcomes and exit strategies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Situations. But, but they've got tasers and pepper spray. I think yeah, they're and, armed and, with. And Bob has some rubber bullets in the squad car around the corner. Nice. And then John Cable's going, what the fuck is this? This is a joke. Yeah, he's from LA, I think. Yeah, uh, LA or some somewhere that's tough, New York. LA. Yeah. Um, yeah. Robocop turns up for the first time. So, like, OCTP and, you know, the, the coppers owned by the corporation have been sanitized. It's meant to be the safest place in the earth. But mm-hmm. Robocop is still Robocop and just is prime directive is basically protect and serve, protect the innocent, uphold the law. Um, yep. And he just rocks in, the chick says to Sandra, says, no facilities, unnecessary facilities. And Robocop just turns around, just shoots this terrorist straight in the middle of the forehead. Their forehead. It's just like, boom. For um, sure. But For the sure. look that um, oh. Cable has, that fir- you said it perfectly. Like Cable looks over at Robocop, and I think it was meant to be disdain, but Marco, what did it look like? Oh, man, he was giving him bedroom eyes. For sure, it was like, ooh. Damn! It was like, so good. <laughs> he's like, damn, man, I'm, I'm going to get me some of that mechanical ass. I need some of that hardware. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to give you an upgrade. Yep, I'm, I'm upgrading. I'm giving you an upload. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be 1.4 megabytes. So that was like funny oh. because then but then and it's sort of like it was unintentionally bad acting because i think it was meant to be disdain <laughs> but it just came across as a smoky smoldering sexuality <laughs> it was smoky it was like mm, mm. so it turns out that this is so it's really there's some of the connections like the script in this is actually really circular because it's like alex and john murphy and cable were partners in the police force in in detroit Mm-hmm. Robocop, you know, Alex becomes Robocop, John becomes a commissioner, um, and in the start, clearly um, Cable doesn't know Alex Murphy's lips very well because he doesn't clock that it's Murphy. Yeah. But then this is where it gets a bit weird, is that 
Cable is the head of police now in Delta City. His mm-hmm. ex-wife is an executive on OCP who is trying yeah. to overthrow the current chairperson and is behind, spoiler alert, behind all the shenanigans that's going on. Mm-hmm. But to add it to even weirder is that Alex Murphy's son also now works for OCP and is working yeah. with um, Sarah Cable, John's ex-wife, to bring down Robocop and OCP management. Now, that that sounds way more complicated than it actually is. (laughs) Yeah, but that's what they're going for, for sure. Um, And so so James Murphy um, basically is given the prime directive to take down Robocop, which is his dad, but he doesn't know it's his dad. Yep. So that sort of sets up the rest of the series too, and there's some critical points that if we ever talk about this in the future, that those things are worth remembering. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that was that was that. There's a lot of fruity stuff. Got to say, the the winning line in this whole movie comes in the first like maybe eight minutes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it, it sticks out. Absolutely. And it's so. And it's and one of those lines that they do in a movie where they establish, try to establish the badassery of a character. Uh huh. And it's John Cable turns to one of the head of police, the negotiators, and he goes, what's your name? And she goes, Sandra. And it says, it says something along the lines of, and like I might paraphrase, it says, um, do you want to wear your asshole as a necklace, Sarah? <laughs> and then the look of Sarah's face, it's just like, yeah. well, I'll be. <laughs> yeah. She looks at her partner and like they don't say anything. It's like, what the hell? And then the cable without breaking a beat goes in, get me 14 squad cars and shotguns and blah, 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 blah. And then the, yeah, the little yeah. other cop goes, we don't have those. <laughs> yeah. And then proceeds to give Robocop bedroom eyes. It's incredible. So um, that, oh. that whole sequence is like, for me, makes the movie. Like, it's it, it sets the tone. It sets the tone. And Absolutely. You, and it's hard to shake those bedroom, that bedroom eyes um, smoldering sort of desire look throughout the movie because every time there's an interaction then between yeah. um, and there's flash like this movie is plagued with really bad flashbacks <laughs> oh. it's like all of a sudden hang on is, what what are we doing here oh we're back here to the point where it jumped around so often like so I said action scene uber violence funny lines um, established character establishment flashbacks, flashbacks, weird jump shots, flashbacks, action scene. Mate, this thing is a fucking feather of a dream. Like, Absolutely. Literally. All set amongst urban decay. And it's like, just like, what is this? It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got one, I've got one thing to bring up. Uh, that uh, yeah. Robocop's Achilles heel, it, it's so obvious in this like he he fully needs a firewire update at this point because john cable at their you know one of their showdowns um just starts talking like uh, uh appealing to alex's you know robocop's human half and sends robocop into like a system meltdown like with a blood nose and everything but just saying you're a human alex you're a human and pleading to that human side of him like it makes him start to short circuit that is a real they need to patch that because that's a real issue man because 
why don't you know if every bad guy starts appealing to RoboCop's human side, he's just going to like fry out on the street there. But is it? I guess I get. I think that the, that built-in, that built-in Achilles heel. That's that's from the original one too because they no. didn't truly wipe. No, they tried to wipe his memory. Like he was really basically meant. He was a cyborg where it was just they were using the the bio parts of him just to impl- to implement. You know, but mm-hmm. they were meant to have removed his reasoning, meant to remove his logic and his self will. Yeah. But you know, the whole first movie is all about him somehow reclaiming his humanity. Yeah, and I think that that. In this one, kind of, they were trying to go with that, but it 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 it, it played out a bit weird because mm-hmm. at one point Robocop is super cold ass, and then other points he's like he's getting all jittery because he's seen his son for the first time. Yeah, and it's like, but it's almost like the fact is that if Robocop didn't have that fatal error in his in his makeup, then mm-hmm. he would just be Robo. He'd be robot, uh-huh. wouldn't he? He would. Ah, oh, so you're saying the uh, what, the was, cop and human wouldn't be wouldn't exist anymore? Wouldn't be there? He would just be like the big, you know, those big tripoded walking things in the first ones, which you, you have five seconds to comply. You know, like that sort of business. So yeah. I think that um, done well in the first one, it it you it allowed you to even those dude had just been destroyed, rebuilt into a Frankenstein's monster mechanical mm-hmm. version there was an there was a trace element of humanity left in him which you were able to relate to but come True. forward to 2001 where we're much more savvy with computers we're much more savvy with ai with sort of you know 2000 this has come out we're now two this is like we're literally 22 years further down the track mm-hmm. seeing those system failures just makes you go that dude's that dude's a douche. You just get over that shit. Get, take some, yeah, take yeah. some, take some digital Prozac, man, and move on. You know? <laughs> An oil change, bro. But I think, um, yeah. I think it's because no one else actually recognizes that he has those deep thoughts, and he does. You know, so he's having these. Like, um, <laughs> you know, that's exactly how it is. <laughs> and it has that, and it's that thing where. He is janky, and he hasn't had a systems upgrade. And it's like, you know, when you have a really old car and only you know how to start the engine because you have a special yeah. relationship with it? It's yeah, almost yeah. like that's the thing Cable is actually trying to unpack with RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. I know I know how to get to you. I know how to make you fry. When when Cable starts to figure out that it, RoboCop is actually Alex Murphy, there's a couple of little subtle things he does to try and figure it out and there's a like mm-hmm. and, and I think this is where the, the the flashback mechanisms come in is that they have a flashback and they play chess and they have some statements and there's a hostage scene and there's a whole heap of stuff but there's some but then I never really got it until the second watch because I thought it's such a fever dream I need to watch this again mm-hmm. that there's some things that he says like he goes hey Robocop watch your back like that's something that was connected to their past relationship, and then uh, when yes. because, Robo, because Robocop knows who Cable is at this stage, but Cable is still trying to figure out Robocop's actually who Robocop actually is. He's getting <laughs> gotcha. to it, and he says, "Watch your back." And then Robo, you know, Alex turns and looks at him really quickly, and then mm. Cable gives him another smoldering look. Oh yeah, I, think I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me some of that hardware. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's I liked it, dude. I liked this movie. It was good. It was. It was campy 2001 fun. Do, do you think that this episode uh, 
would uh, inspire people to watch it, or do you think it would uh, this would be enough for them? I don't know. I, I, like I say, like we we've got these two parts, isn't it? Like this 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 actually comes highly recommended for me. I would I I think that you can watch RoboCop one and then mm-hmm. skip the rest of the shit and then jump. Uh jump straight into this series because they're very similar. Like they are gruesome. There's blood shout there's there's lots of blood. There's lots of splatter. Dudes are getting heads blown off. It's got all those nice gratuitous gore that the first one's known for that was missing mm-hmm. in the later alliterations. Mm-hmm. If you read it like ten years on, Robocop's cleaned up the streets and he's now a bit redundant. He's a bit obsolescent and he's about to be replaced. Yeah. But then it still, ha- it, it, even though it was done in two thousand, it still has it's laden with eighties cheese, like which is maybe is. you know that's what the they were going for. Um, yeah, I would look. It's it's an easy watch, dude. It's an easy ninety five minute watch on Tubi. Just download yeah. it. The links are going to be in the um, the bio. I would go for it. But yeah. if this doesn't help, this will. Body count. Body count. So, mate, let me pick up my pink legal pad. Legal pad. Uh, 10 kills, 95 minutes. That's 0.1 kills per minute or one kill every 9.5 minutes. Oh, body count, body count. Mind you, most of those kills actually happened all in the first, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of carnage at the, fr- at the start. <laughs> so, so, look, if you can't commit to a full 95-minute sp- spiel, watch the first 15 because you're going to get you're going to get ridiculous um, RoboCop action. You're going to yep. get ridiculous villain action. You're going to get bad CGI. You're going to get hilarious one-liners and smoky, smoldering sexuality between the main leads. Um, you're going to get the fake news ads and a couple of adverts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much that's pretty much the highlights reel. Like yep. you can get that in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, for sure. If you've got and a then turn bit more time, go. But if you've got a little bit more time, go for it. Yeah, for sure. I think you're dead right, Ads, when you say, watch the first movie and then jump straight to this. And even then, if you need to trim it down to the 15 minutes, like you said, you'll be fine. Well, um, we'll give you one of your few listeners. You'll get one of your few scrub passes. Mark hands them out if you feel. But stick yep. with it. And look, I watched all four because... <laughs> <laughs> because you're you. Um, and as a... As an eight, almost like a or seven hour movie arc, because um, <laughs> it is basically just one seven hour long movie. Sure. Um, it it's very satisfying. It's and, yep. there's, and there's lots of Canadian TV actors in there. You know, in in by the third one, there's this. Oh, I must admit, there's this weird futuristic cybernetic thing in that happens in it where these people run really fast and they've got cloaking stealthing stealthing device. I didn't. You know, that doesn't make sense in the first one, but it makes sense in why that comes. That becomes mm-hmm. a really big plot point in the future ones. Mm. The guy who do you remember that um, show in the eighties or maybe nineties? Uh, it was the vampire cop TV show called Forever Night, and it was like he was a he was a cop of the detective that mm. walked the streets of New York solving mysteries, and he was good, but he was the, and it was all about the occult and the dark side. It was actually like I really it's wow. if you ever get a chance look it up Forever Night it was really good but that guy who plays I think Mike not Michael Knight that would be um Mike Ryder, <laughs> uh the other one uh in this he t- he shows up in this as the bad guy and it's um it's really good to see like it's got some Canadian TV royalty in there which is you know, why I say it is definitely Canucks exploitation RoboCop so yeah we love a bit of rolling vengeance so. <laughs> 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that would be another piece of advice that we could give our uh, our listeners is um if you if you if you love this, go back and listen to our um Rolling Vengeance episode and hello to all our Canadian friends out there. So that's um So there's not much else really. There's a bunch of um there's a bunch of other, you know, inconsistencies in it, but that's what it is. Made for TV, we love it. Um, we love it. But yeah, mate, I would I would recommend it. You know, if we've got like our rating system of a hundred percent, fifty percent, or zero percent, you know, star ratings, mm-hmm. um, I'm at a hundred percent. I'm 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 recommending. What are you What are you doing on this one? I'll join you with a hundred percent, Adam, because you know what you're getting. You're not putting this on expecting to get you know Stanley Kubrick. You you it, it delivers what you start what you intend. Right. Lots of Lots of robotic cheese. Robotic cheese. And so I think, listeners, you there you have it. It's 100% rating. Wastelands Radio, that's a 10-star rating. Um, look out. Look out. It's it's not a very um, accurate or good rating system, but it's all we have. So that's all you it. Give it the first 15 minutes. If you don't like it, turn it off. If you like it, keep watching. That's pretty easy. It's as simple as that. Be the masters of your own destiny. Listeners, you can do a couple of things to help us out in this podcast. Do you know you can rate and you can uh, review and you can also share our content across the various platforms? By doing those little things, can actually help us get the Wastelands word out to other people. So, you know, chuck us a good one, Lossner, and um, do those things for us. You can find us on Wasteland, find us at Wastelands com.au where you can get episodes new and old, hints, tips, and links to all the things we're talking about today. On the socials, you look for at Wastelands Radio Show. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and bloody TikTok. Bloody TikTok. Uh, Twitter for now, whilst it's still not unruined, is uh, at Wastelands RS. Um, at Wastelands Radio Show on YouTube. And our email address is wastelandsradioshow at gmail.com. Marco, Mark. Yes, oh, yes. Thank you for um, indulging us in this uh, another Tubi-centric episode. Tubi, I've got to say, is really doing us well. Um, Mm -hmm. In a time when there's not always the time to go and chuck a VHS or DVD in the player, that helps a lot. And, you know, we're not sponsored by Tubi, um, no. but it is a service that for a B-grade ghoul is actually, like, is no better time in life to actually live, I think. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. Mahak, mm. is there anything else mm-hmm. you mm. would Me. like mm. to add? Thanks for listening, listeners. We love you all. And it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Like this. Give me the pearl. I'd buy that for a dollar.